right, welcome back to the Tripped Up Podcast. Uh, on this episode, Matt and I are going to be talking about the return of the NBA. It looks like we have a lot more concrete dates and whatnot, and uh, we're going to be talking about how the playing games are going to be working. You know, who benefited from you know being off for you know 100 and what, what was it like 150 days, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it's been Seems a while. Like yeah, so I mean, obviously. Over that time, you know, had there not have been a freeze, I guess, if you want to call it that, on the league, you know, some teams wouldn't have been healthy heading into the playoffs. And now some teams just off the top of the head, obviously, Matt and I are both Sixers fans that we talked about before. You know, guys like Ben Simmons were hurt during that time and they got the heel up and whatnot. So uh, we'll talk about some of the teams like that who actually kind of benefited from this a little bit as far as being able to heal up. And then we'll talk about some of the specific dates and all that good stuff. But before we get into that, what's going on with you, Matt, man? How was your, how's your weekend? Yeah, Simone, Simone, it's, uh, we're, we're entering into the, the yellow phase around my parts here. So restaurants are kind of starting to open up outdoor seating. That's been big for us around here. Lots of people are finally kind of getting out and getting to enjoy themselves. The weather's getting nicer. So that's been a plus, but Bet. what about you? That's chilling. Yeah, same been the same here. Minus, I mean, the uh, we've never been in any kind of stage. Everything has been pretty much yeah. open back up for the most part down here. And uh, you know, we have obviously we're nowhere near as in as much jeopardy of uh, being in a danger zone and getting sick like that, like you are up north. But uh, man, it's been pretty chill. I haven't really done much this weekend. Just work around the house and uh, get ready to do this podcast and my other podcast. And that's pretty much it. But uh. Yeah, man, let's get into this, though, man, because we're going to try to we'll try to keep this one a little bit short. Like I said, we'll be talking about the return of the NBA, and then uh, we'll get into some other stuff as far as this podcast goes, like towards the end of the episode. But for now, we'll jump right in. So obviously, you know, the league voted to return the NBA. is going to be doing a lot of their uh, or be doing all of their playoff series in Orlando now. And if I'm remembering correctly, the league, they voted, I think the owners voted like 29 to 1 to pass it. Yep. And I think yeah. the only team that voted against it was the Blazers, right? I didn't know who voted against it. I was surprised that they even had one, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was the Blazers. They they chose to vote no because the franchise believed there were more competitive and innovative formats on the table to use. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're in the mix, uh, and I'll get into that in a second. They are in the mix in the West still. I believe they're sitting at the ninth seed right now, so, I mean, they're on the outside looking in. But um, the way the format and everything is going to work and the play-in is going to work, they certainly have the chance to make the playoffs. But uh, real quick, I'm going to run down the uh, both conferences just to let you guys know who is in and out. Uh, if you haven't heard, not everyone's going to be, you know, there's going to be a handful of teams that are not going to be participating in the games in Orlando. So just to give you, I know it's been a long time, obviously I'm going to give you a refresher real quick of what the standings look like. So in the Eastern conference right now, the bucks are at the number one seed. The Raptors are at the number two seed, the Celtics at number three, the heat are at number four, the Pacers at five, the Sixers are at six, the Nets are at seven and Orlando is at eight. And right now, the only team joining the uh, this format that they got going on in Orlando from the East, outside of those eight playoff teams that are locked in to go, is the uh, Washington Wizards. So uh, we'll explain the playoff, the play-in a little bit later. But those or there's only going to be nine teams joining Orlando from the East. And then the West, 
to run through them real quick. You got the Lakers at one, the Clippers at two, the Nuggets at three, the Jazz at four, the Thunder at five, the Rockets at six, Dallas Mavericks at seven, the Grizzlies are at eight. So that's just the top eight right there. And then they have a handful of teams, unlike the uh, the East. A handful of teams are actually going to be continuing to play and hopefully get a play-in matchup to get to that eight seed if they can't just crack it naturally by winning enough games. They got Portland, uh, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Phoenix Suns are the teams that are going to be joining. So the only teams that were less to, are left out of the West are the Golden State Warriors, which obviously this is a this is just a fluke year for the Warriors, and then the Minnesota Timberwolves, <laughs> who are not going to be joining as well. And then from the East, you have Chicago. Excuse me, not Chicago. Well, Chicago is too. Chicago, yeah. Uh, Chicago is not going to be going. Charlotte won't be going. The Knicks, of course, won't be going. Uh, the Pistons, the Hawks, and then the Cleveland Cavaliers. So those are the teams. That's what the standings are looking like right now. And those are the teams that will have that opportunity to get in that play-in matchup that are on the outside looking in. But uh, well, how are you thinking about all this, man? What is this? Uh, what's this looking like for you? So one thing I think is going to be pretty interesting um, is that usually coming down to the end of the season, a lot of these teams are playing non-playoff teams. And they'll either use that non-playoff team to boost the record or maybe the they can rest their players against them or something like that. But with right. this setup, every team is pretty much vying for a playoff spot and you're only playing playoff teams or teams that are like trying to make the playoffs at this point. So every game's going to really matter um, coming down the stretch here for – most of the teams, every game will matter, either to flip spots, uh, gain some edge, get that final, maybe you're trying to get home court advantage in the playoffs, or maybe you're just trying to set your matchup, who knows, but every every team is going to matter at this point. So it's going to be interesting at, in that aspect that they're not playing, there's no like throwaway games, basically. Yeah, that is gonna be that is gonna be weird. I didn't even really think about it from that aspect. That it definitely. I mean, it's it's just just having the play in. Uh, do you know how the play in works? Like what the what the team needs to do just to earn that spot to possibly get the play in? Like if they're sitting at like the ninth seed and they if they're not able to get into the top eight. Right. Yeah. So this is an interesting thing they're doing this year. Um, basically, once all the teams have played their their eight remaining games, um, whatever teams are in the eighth and ninth seed in each conference will have a a play-in series. I don't know how long that series is, if it's going to be two games, three games. I don't know what the series consists of, but there'll be a series between those two teams to get that final spot. So you don't really have to get locked into the eighth spot. You just kind of have to be four games within four games of the eighth seed going down in the last game. So that's something new that they're doing this year. I'm interested to see how, how that turns out. But, yeah. That's going to be wild. And like I said, in the West, uh, you know, they have a handful of teams on the outside looking in. And I believe from, so Memphis is in Dallas is in the seventh spot right now. I mean, there's, 
a slim to none chance that, you know, that the Memphis or anyone behind Memphis is going to catch Dallas at that seven seed. So Memphis is really just holding on for dear life at the, uh, at that eight spot, but between, so it's Memphis and then followed up by Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, uh, San Antonio and Phoenix. And they're all separated by six games. Like, so those okay. six teams so, are separated by six games. So, I mean, there's going to be in Portland, Portland, New Orleans, and Sacramento, and uh, San Antonio are all within half a game of each other. So, I mean, that that's a big cluster just right there. But it's, uh, so it's going to be of, interesting. <laughs> out of those teams that you just listed there, um, I know we haven't seen much. We haven't seen anything recently. But who do you think – um, has the best chance to kind of slide in and maybe get close in that ninth seed or, or maybe even steal it from the, the Grizzlies? Um, off the top, I, I want to say New Orleans. And the reason I want to say New Orleans more than anything is like, obviously all these guys are kind of getting back to game shape and whatnot. And I just think New Orleans is such a young team. Like, depending on who they play, they might be able to just go show up and run and gun the court and be all right. Like a team like San Antonio, and I don't really see Phoenix doing much of anything. I think they'll be the first ones that'll be back on the outside once all this started. But uh, I would say Portland and New Orleans, and New Orleans in particular, just because, like I said, they're young, I think they'll be able to get out there and just run the court and do what they got to do, and they could use their youth as an advantage possibly against some of these older teams like a, a San Antonio who, yeah, they'll be rested and they are, you know, San Antonio is not that old, but like, you know, if I'm thinking of a team that's going to want to run a little bit deeper and they're not going to want to play their starters as much as they uh, come back from being, you know, off for as long as they have, I think the Pelicans have a, a deep enough and a young enough bench where they can kind of take advantage of that and, uh, do what they got to do over these last couple of games to possibly, if not get to that eight seed, at least get to being on the outside looking in to get that play in game, however that's going to look like. Yeah, I, I could see, uh, I can see New Orleans as that team. Um, also, I, I want to say the Blazers just because they have the the leadership of Dame and CJ, and they've been to the playoffs before. They made it far the year last year. Um, and they're getting a couple of players back, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, I think they – I would probably give the edge to the Trailblazers, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, the Pelicans are, are definitely right there, too. I just think the playoff experience and leadership of Dean might, might edge them out. But Yeah, when you look at who's left in the West, like, Dame is really the only superstar that, could, that I could see that's – capable of just straight up carrying this team. Like it's not, not a shot against any of these other guys like Memphis. Obviously they got John. He's out there doing his thing with some of those other young guys like triple J. And then you got Portland right behind them. Like I said, and you know, we know what came, what uh, Dame is capable of doing. And then behind them is new Orleans who, you know, they got Brandon Ingram and Lonzo and none of them are superstars, obviously in my opinion. And then the, you got the Kings, you know, no real like superstar players, not like on a Damian Lillard type level. So, you know, just looking at who's left, it kind of does seem like, you know, if you're going to want, if you're going to do what you got to do to make the playoffs, you're going to have to go through Dame and and play better than Dame to do it. So out of these teams that are left, uh, you know, 
I guess the closest superstar you could say is probably Brandon Ingram or maybe Devin Booker. But like I said, the Suns are way down. I mean, they're they were within six games of the uh, Memphis, but they're going to have they're going to have the toughest time, I think, out of all six of those teams to get to where they need to get to. So, you know, Dame's got the star power thing going for him and being, in my opinion, the most clutch player in the NBA. So uh, it's hard to bet against him at looking at what's uh what's left between the other uh, five teams in the, in the trailblazers. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, and um, just to give you guys a couple other dates, so my bad, were you, you going to say something, dude? Yeah. I, no, I was going to say that same thing. Um, just looking, I was just looking over the dates here, but yeah, you can go ahead and go through some of these. Yeah. So they have, um, uh the train so they have training camp on here have you seen the date for that the 9th uh july 9th through the 11th is where they have training camp down on and then the the season i guess the season actually starting july 31st yeah i have a beginning of training camps i i see june 30th um and then but then i see travel to orlando as july 7th so i'm not okay. sure if they're doing training camps in their individual facilities and then I guess continuing it down there in Orlando, maybe. Yeah. That's uh, kind of the, one of the things I'm kind of confused on as well. I but, know uh, some, some are allowed to do like individual workouts and so maybe that's what it is up until they actually get down there. Um, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find that out for sure. The weird thing I've been looking at too, is like, so they have uh, the, the lottery itself is supposed to be on August 25th. And then uh, if let's say the, whatever the finals looks like, go seven games, the last game is supposed to be on uh, October 12th. If the game were to go seven game series, and then the draft would be just three days later. Yeah. On October I, 15th. I was just looking at that too. That's pretty crazy. And then free agency starts three days after the draft, which that's always been, annoying as hell to me i wish they would do free agency before the nba draft but in this case it's not even as bad because they got the nba draft itself on the 15th and then you know a three a couple days later you got free agency opens up and then training camp for the new season would start november 10th and then the season starting itself like the opening day for the nba the 2020 the 2021 season would be december 1st they have on here so I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if it's going to be a short year or if they're going to try to jam uh, a bunch of games. In. I have no idea what they plan on doing. So, but. Yeah. So at that point, usually the season starts around October 25th, October 30th. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're starting almost, I want to say like a month um, after that. So maybe, I don't know if they're going to try and maybe shorten all-star weekend because they're going to have to try and get back to that original set schedule to continue if they want to start back in October again for the, the following year. Right. So I'm assuming they're going to try and either pack a whole bunch of games in and not have so many breaks. Uh, maybe they'll cut out All-Star Weekend. Uh, I don't know, I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do as well to uh, – kind of shorten the the season and get it back to their original schedule. But 
Yeah, I mean, they could, like, shave, like, 10 games off, I guess, like, throughout the year. Like, that's not going to – that's not enough, in my opinion, to, like, put some kind of weird asterisk on the season just because they shave 10 games off. And I think that would help as far as the scheduling. And that's, that's not going to, like, kill anyone. Like, it's – 10, 10 games, if they if they were to shave off 10 games and they do a 72 game schedule instead of 82 like I don't I don't think that would be that bad but I have no like I said I have no idea what they're gonna do they haven't really as far as I know they haven't said anything specifically about what they're doing for next year obviously it seems like they're trying to just concentrate on this year alone and, and getting this year done but a question for you do you think, no matter who's the NBA champion this year, do you think there should be some kind of asterisk on the season? Or would you, would you let, even if was outside of that, would you look at whoever wins the championship as not really the champion? Like, would you kind of, even if you don't want to put like an asterisk next to it, would you look at it like in a weird way? Like it doesn't really count or something like that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to take a few points off of whoever wins the championship. I'm not going to give them, full credit just because it's not like a regular season it's not that that 81 game grind then playoff grind like these players got rest they're coming back uh players were able to get healthy so i'm not i'm not gonna take too much away from them but i'm not giving them i'm not giving them full credit i'm not giving them that that regular nba championship Okay. Yeah, that's uh yeah, that mean I don't know. The the way I see it, uh whoever's the champion, I'm going to look at them as the champion just because they they did play all those games before. I don't think there should be any kind of asterisks or anything next to their name. I mean, they're going to they played all the games they played already and they're going to go through, yeah, you know, I'm assuming if they don't change anything, they're going to go through a seven-game playoff series and you got to win you got to win those series to to uh move on obviously. So you know, and like I said, like you said, some of these teams are getting are benefiting from it, like just health wise. Like, so, I mean, like if you're if you're Milwaukee, you know, or let's say I don't let's let me use someone better than Milwaukee because Milwaukee's let's say if you're let's say if you're the Celtics, like you might not have had to deal with Ben Simmons possibly or not Ben Simmons at 100 percent. Now you're going to have to deal with that dude. So, like some yeah. of these teams, uh you know, there some of these teams are actually benefiting from this, and uh, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know, I, I just can't hold them against that. But um, while we're talking about that, well, we're, let's run through some of these teams because uh, I don't know if you heard, like uh, Kyrie Irving obviously and Kevin Durant both have been out. Um, Kevin Durant out the whole year. Uh, Kyrie Irving, I don't know when he got hurt. I can't even remember, but it, I don't think he played more than like half the season before everything uh, was shut down. But uh. He said that he could rejoin the Nets, but it would only be as an inactive player on the sidelines supporting the team if they make the playoffs. And then KD already told, uh, apparently he told Marcus J. Spears that his season's done. Like, he's not yeah. coming back. Even if he could play, he, he's not coming back. So, uh, unfortunately for the Nets, I wouldn't expect KD or uh, Kyrie Irving to be playing this postseason. And uh, like I said, the Nets are the Nets are all but locked to make the playoffs. So it's going to be, I mean, they're going to have to fall on real tough times to fall out of that seventh seed, the way the East is looking, but neither of those guys are going to be coming back. So it'll be more of a Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, you know, 
Jared Allen, Paris Levert type of led uh, Nets team going up against, unfortunately, the Celtics or the Raptors. So they're going to have their hands filled. But uh, what other teams have you been looking at where you kind of see, like, you know, this team is really, like, catching a big break because they got some guys coming back that otherwise we might not have seen in the playoffs because of all this COVID stuff that's been going on? Right. So one of the main ones um, out West, there's obviously – we talked already a little bit about the Sixers uh, catching a break with Ben Simmons, but um, out West, a big one is uh, Nurkic and um, Zach Collins. Both are coming back for the Trailblazers. Um, Obviously the Trailblazers have Hassan Whiteside. Uh, They signed him to replace Nurkic, but getting Nurkic back is going to, I think, hopefully, help them a whole lot. He was a, on his way to becoming a, a star player before his injury last year, which was really a terrible one. But yeah. um, if he can get back to playing anything like normal, I know coming off of injuries like that, or it's always uh, hesitant. You don't really know how they're going to be. But if he can get back to playing like normal, then they're – they're looking like they got some some power out there. They they have Melo uh, playing well this year. CJ and Dame obviously. So that's a big one for uh, for them. Um, trying to think. I know the Rockets kind of are benefiting from it. Not so much on the injury front, but uh, they switched to small ball. Um, them switching to small ball is taking a lot of energy from having uh, P.J. Tucker, Russell Westbrook, those guys trying to rebound. Um, it's taking a lot of energy, energy for them. Um, them getting rested, I think, could help their season a lot, too. For sure. Um, i trying to think who else. The I know Clippers, there's a few the other Clippers, teams. probably. The Clippers yeah. have uh, – P.G. is beat up all year long, obviously. They always have Kawhi on, like uh, – what's that called? Uh Rest, load management uh, or rest, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like, and then they're kind of like a little bit on the older side. Like Lou Will, I know is in his 30s, so it don't help that. It, it de- definitely helps that he's getting some rest. It's, Lou Will's got to be 32, 33. Marcus, yeah, yeah, I know they got um, – I'm pretty sure – I don't know. I always confuse the Morris brothers, but I'm pretty sure they have Marcus, not Marquise, right? Marquise. Mar- okay. Marquise. Yeah, they got Marcus. Yeah, they, got, they have Marcus. Okay. I don't remember now because it's been so long. I yeah. knew which one. I think they got Marcus because they traded for Marcus and they got a lot for him. And I think Markeith, uh ended up getting bought out, and um, the Lakers added Markeith, Lakers, right? Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, they got Marcus. Either way, I think uh, you know Patrick Beverly's another one. Patrick Beverly's got to be thirty, thirty-one, and then Marcus is probably thirty, thirty-one too. So. They're a little bit on the older side, some of their key pieces. So uh, they got the rest of those guys. And uh, I don't know. And then probably, I mean, uh, can you think of a team that maybe this kind of is negative for them? Because there's one team I think that this kind of hurt. I mean, Um, a lot of the teams. Yeah, actually. I think it hurt the Lakers a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say Lakers and uh, the Bucks too. Everything was going so well for them. They were looking like they were going to be heading into the playoffs, just dominating teams the way they were. But I mean, I who knows? Like they could come back and do the same thing. But 
the chemistry at this point might need to be reworked. So that's one team I could see it being a negative for just because everything was going so well for them. Same with the Lakers. So. Same yeah. Way. I feel, I mean, obviously for the Lakers, they got older guys too, like Dwight and Dwight's got to be what Dwight, 34, 35. They got like Rondo's probably in his mid thirties and like, not to disrespect those guys, those guys aren't as important, I guess, as like a Lou Will and a PG and whatnot. But like at the end of the day, I think the Lakers were all about, you know, LeBron and, and Anthony Davis. And I think those guys were really like just working on where they fit in throughout the year and being able to play as just second and secondary players with LeBron and AD. And it seemed like they were really, you know, figuring out their role on the team and, uh, you know, now that they stopped playing again, now they kind of got to hit the reset button on that a little bit. And guys like Danny Green and Rondo and Alex Caruso, they got to work on, you know, fitting in, getting in where they fit in and just kind of getting the hell out of the way. And uh, that was kind of important, in my opinion, for the Lakers to do. And now, obviously, that all just came to a crashing halt. And now it seems like they got to kind of build that chemistry and start over a little bit again. Yeah. And uh, actually, speaking of the Lakers, the other day, <laughs> I was thinking of uh, their roster, and I was like, wow, they actually have three number one overall picks on their team, and Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. And I was just like wondering if there's ever been a team that's had maybe more than like four number one picks on the team at one time. Um, and I was trying to get through the league. I was like, there's Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin, uh, both number one picks. But I couldn't really come up with any other teams that had more than, like, three. Well, I'm trying to think about that. Uh, did you end up looking it up to see if there was one? No, no. I was just kind of, like, I was just thinking the other day about it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of weird that they have three number one picks. And I was just trying to go through in my head. And yeah, I couldn't really, I couldn't come up with any other than Blake Griffin and, and Derek Rose. I was trying to think of any other ones were number ones that were uh, paired up with anybody else. Yeah, that's a good – I never even thought about that. That is wild. <laughs> There's lots of ones and two, like Kyrie and Kevin Durant are both the one and two. Um, uh, well, Embiid was three, actually. I was going to say Ben Simmons and Embiid. Yeah. But, but, yeah, that was just a random thought that – I don't know. But didn't mean to throw us off course there, but uh, – no, that's all good. So, real quick, so before we wrap up, I just got a couple questions for you. So, obviously, we don't know what the final standings are going to be and who's going to be playing what, especially in the first round. But just looking at the East, I don't know if you want to pull up the Eastern Conference uh, standings in front of you real quick while I get this question together for you. And because, um, like I said, these they're going to be some playing games. For the most part, the guys at the top between, like, especially just looking at the East between the one and seven, they're pretty much not going to change. Like the, the Pacers and the Sixers are tied right now with the same record. The Pacers are at the five spot and the Sixers are at the six. They might flip flop. And, but other than that, even like the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics and heat, they all have a couple games, at least two games, two or three games in between them. So like, you know, it's just a whole lot isn't going to change. But if you were looking at that right now, Matt, um, who do you think? Give me your top two teams to come out of the East when it's all said and done, meaning playing in that Eastern Conference Final, and then your top two teams in the West playing in the Eastern in the Western Conference Finals. 
Okay. Yeah, no, I like that question. Um, looking at it, I'm still going to say that the Bucks are, are going to be one of the teams to beat. Um, their Giannis is just too – he's too good, honestly. He's ridiculous. Before, before you go any further, too, there was another team I meant to bring up that's definitely benefiting from all this. The Raptors, they're old as hell. They're like Marc Gasol and Kyle Lowry, yes. all them dudes getting rest. That that definitely helps them a lot too. I forgot because they're definitely one of the older, more, I mean, not not, not as much Pascal, but Lowry and them dudes and, and Gasol, like they definitely are benefiting getting some rest because I still think they're going to be dangerous personally. And uh, Marc Gasol has been resting the whole year pretty much, <laughs> just waiting for playoffs. All right. So I mean, they're still the the and the defending NBA champions until. Yeah. This is over, so yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely gonna be dangerous. All right, but my bad, um, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead and continue your uh, answering that. No, but as as much as I I hate to say this other team, um, and I I I want my heart wants to go with the Sixers, obviously, but uh, my brain here is going to go with the Celtics. Um, I think it's going to be the the. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Celtics in the finals. Um, both of those teams are, are built kind of, uh, they, they have really strong cores. Um, Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Marcus Smart. And of course, he, everyone knows the Bucks, but I think it's going to be those two out in the East. And then coming over to the West, um, I I think the Rockets are scoring themselves playing small ball, so I'm not going to go with them. Uh, I'm definitely going to go Lakers as one, um, and I'm still going to stick with the Clippers out there. Uh, I think those two are just the two most talented teams. Um, As long as no injuries occur, uh, I think they're still going to sweep right through the playoffs and meet in the finals. That's going to be such a good Western Conference Finals. I I hope to God that that's what we get. And I don't see any. Again, no no disrespect to the other teams. I just don't see anyone that's even close to being ready in the West to taking on the Lakers or the Clippers right now. Like, and my I I agree with you a little bit in the East. There is one team for some reason. Like again, my obviously being a Sixers fan, my heart wants to go with the Sixers. But if I'm being honest, like. I'm am very, very worried if I was playing them, the Miami Heat. Like, I could see the Miami Heat getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like They're a dark just, horse. Yeah, sure. like the, the coaching, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo is just, again, He I brought him up, I believe. And no, I don't know if we, we brought him up before, but we talked about him being one of the most improved players in the league when we were talking about handing out awards if the season ended today, which obviously now it's going to continue. But, uh, and you got a couple of guys in the East, like Jason Tatum would probably be on that list for most improved, but like they're dangerous, man. The heat just they, they keep, they found another guard out of nowhere. That's been playing well. And Kendrick Nunn, they got Duncan Robinson's been shooting the three as good or as he might be as far as percentage, one of the best, three-point shooters in the league. I mean, he just, yeah. he doesn't shoot it. I don't like even know where he came good. from. He's been yeah, in the I mean, league, too. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird. Like, they just keep finding these guys, and they just make it work. And it's like, 
they got Jimmy, and then again, not to be not to be a dick to the Heat or anything like that. They got Jimmy, and then no real stars really after him. But they just make it work. They'll just bully the hell out of you. They got Spolster still there, and Pat Riley behind the scenes doing what he's got to do. So they're going to be dangerous. I would not be surprised if we saw a Bucks Heat Eastern Conference uh, final. But uh, as far as the West goes, though, like I said, I agree with you a hundred percent on the uh, Lakers and Clippers, but. My last question for you before we uh, wrap it up, and we'll get into some other stuff that we're going to be doing on the podcast and whatnot. So I'm going to use the last couple minutes of the show just to touch on that. But give me uh, – so you already said I know that uh, – it's two questions, I guess. You just said that the Miami Heat were going to be one of your dark horse teams in the East. But what about the West? You got a dark horse team in the West that could make a run, even if it's inevitably uh, kind of shut down by the Lakers or the Clippers? Um, yeah. So if this team, we we were talking about them earlier, but I still think if uh, the Trailblazers, I think they got the talent there. I think if they can sneak in, um, they could definitely make a run like they did last year. Uh, they have the power on offense to go pretty much against any team. It's just that I want to say kind of inevitable. Yeah, I can't even say that word. It inevitably <laughs> screws them over. Um, but that's probably my dark horse team for the West. Um, trying to think who else, everyone else, like the Nuggets aren't really, I wouldn't put them as a dark horse. They're going to be, I think they're going to go further than they have in previous years, but I, I want to say a dark horse team. Give me, Pretty give much me, just the Trailblazers. Give me, give me one team, and it could be from either conference. Give me one team you think is going to be that's in jeopardy of being upset in the first round, and it could be from either conference. It doesn't. I don't need one of each. Just give me a team you think that could be an, uh, possibly upset in the first round. Upset. I know my. Right, let, let me look at these standings again real quick in the East, because the oh, East is kind of best. the one that's going to be. I'll, I'll I'll answer first and let you look up. I I would be worried about the Jazz in the first round again if it stays this way. Right now the Jazz are their four seed, uh, and they begin in the Thunder, and they'd have home home court advantage obviously being the four seed in that matchup. But if they were to play the Thunder that first round, I would be worried about the Jazz because it's yeah uh, not just the Rudy Gobert shit that happened and the beef he had with uh, with Donovan Mitchell obviously, but like. Mike and I touched on this on the uh, podcast I did on uh, on Thursday covering the Northwest Division, just kind of talking about the Jazz. Like Mike Connolly has gotten so old so fast. Like <laughs> I don't know if he would be able to hang with like Chris Paul and SGA. And like again, the Thunder just—they're one of those teams. Like they don't have anything to lose. Like there, people were surprised that they're even in the position that they're in. And right now, they have the bodies to be able to kind of match up with Gobert down low and with Stephen Adams. Um, but I don't know, man. I would be worried about them, like, because they just don't. the The Jazz are just one of those teams, like they they don't do anything great, but they do a lot of things good, kind of like the Nuggets. And I just see they they're to me they're vulnerable. It just seems like everyone on that team just got a step slower. Like Joe Ingles, I don't know what's going on with him. Bogdanovich, he's been okay, but like. It just seems like everyone's struggling. They, they at one point, I think they benched Mike Connolly, or they were going to bench him, and then they ended up benching yeah. uh, Joe Ingles, and then eventually he did get benched. So it's like, 
I don't know if this was kind of Mike Connolly of a couple years ago, I wouldn't really worry about it that much, but the dude is averaging and I touched on it in the show on Thursday. He's averaging career lows across the board that he hasn't seen in the last nine years. So like, this is just the literally the worst, the worst uh, stats he's had in nine years. And he's just been on, he's running the struggle bus right now. And I think if they're going to get out of the West, out of that first round, like he needs to play like the Mike Connolly old. And I just don't see it. Like the dude is just, I want to say he's washed, but like he's not the guy. He, I'm sure he's not the guy that they were expecting to get when they made that trade. So, yeah, I I agree. I could definitely see that um, in the West. Um, in the East, I would I would probably go with uh, the matchups are the way they are. I can maybe tough to pick I, one really. I I would I guess I would go with the Sixers. Damn it, um, Matt! <laughs> I was hoping you didn't say that. I kind of feel it too, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I can really see. Like, I don't see the Bucks losing. I could see the Raptors losing, but not against the Nets. No. Um, if if things flip flop a little bit, I can maybe see the Raptors losing. But right now, it looks like the best matchup would be the Sixers and the Celtics. And I could see the Sixers stealing that. Um, Out West, I would probably go with... uh, I would give the Rockets a possibility to beat the Nuggets, but with no big man, again, I think that that could be their downfall. The Joker's going to eat against them. That's the only thing, like... They might be able to keep up with them for a while, just hitting threes, but eventually Joker would take over. But that's the only matchup that I can see maybe coming close. Lakers and Clippers aren't losing. Um, and we already talked about the Jazz, so. Yeah, like I said, I'd be I'd be concerned if I was the Jazz, but I don't know. That's, that's going to be – I'm so excited to have basketball back, man, and get to these playoff matchups, but – yeah, that's it. So that's all we have for this episode for you guys. Like I said, we'll close it out here. And, uh, I, don't know, I don't even know how long this has been, but it uh, doesn't really matter. All these episodes end up running longer than we'd like them to run. That seems to be the running theme here. But uh, over the last couple minutes of this, uh, I just wanted to get into some stuff that we're going to be doing uh, on future episodes. So like I said, last week we started uh, – we're going to be running this on Mondays where Matt and I do our episodes together. But just to get back in the swing of things over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be putting out solo episodes that he takes a division, I take a division, and we put it out on Thursday just to kind of just give like a refresher on all the teams in the NBA. Like I said, it's been, I don't know how long, a couple months since the uh, there's been a single basketball game played in the NBA. So we kind of figured that would be a good idea to get out some content to you guys as well as just give a refresher on each team because, you know, if you're – not an everyday fan of the NBA, but you do like to listen to podcasts and stuff like this and be kind of up to date on player movement and playoff matchups and all this stuff. We figured that'd be a good idea to go ahead and uh, put out episodes like that just to uh, keep you up to date on, you know, each team and their injuries and all that good stuff. Um, This past Thursday, I did the first episode with the Northwest division with uh, uh, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Thunder, the Trailblazers, and who am I missing? <laughs> One other team. I don't even remember. <laughs> I can't think now. 
Yeah, I can't think of either. Uh, The Timberwolves (laughs) is the last one. So, yeah, I put out the first episode with the Northwest Division on last Thursday with the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, the Blazers, uh, the Jazz, and the OKC Thunder. And Matt's episode will be coming out this Thursday with the Atlantic Division, right? Yep. Yeah, so he did the Atlantic Division. So we're just going to go back and forth, putting out some episodes, giving you guys refreshers on Thursday. So we'll be hitting you with our regular episode on Monday and then our uh, division refreshers on Thursdays until for at least the next six weeks, obviously, until they're done because there are six divisions. Um, And then that's pretty much it. And in the future episodes, we're going to do – Matt and I decided we're not sure how we're going to do it just yet, but uh, just as kind of a little bit of a fun episode, we're going to draft like a starting – not a starting, but we should do like eight players, or should we do a whole team for Uh, the draft? We can do a whole team. Why not? We'll draft. So Matt and I are gonna do a draft of uh, for an entire team, and we'll pick whatever teams we want to be. But we're gonna do a draft for an entire team of uh, in NBA 2K, and then we're gonna sim the game while we're uh, recording an episode and see who choose a uh, team win. So we're gonna do some fun stuff like that as well. But uh, we're cooking up a bunch of different fun stuff we can do each episode, and uh, you know, obviously we'll be talking about basketball and the playoffs and the league coming back itself. But uh, we're obviously gonna mix in. A lot of other fun stuff as well, to just to keep this interesting and uh, keep this podcast going and keeping it fun and whatnot. But um, that's all we had. Like I said, I wanted to touch on some some housekeeping stuff that we're going to be doing going forward. But do you got anything else for us, Matt, before we get out of here? Um, no. Like you said, we're both just excited for the season to get ready and get started. And as uh, as more information comes out, we'll be we'll be keeping you guys updated as best we can. So, yeah, just keep giving us a listen here and uh, reach out on Instagram, Twitter. Um, let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about, any news that you guys heard, rumors, stuff like that. Let us know. We'll get into it on future episodes for you. But, cool. yeah, that's about it. Cool. All right. Well, like you said, yeah, hit us up on Twitter and uh, Instagram, especially Instagram itself at, at the Tripped Up Podcast. Feel free to leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And that's pretty much it, man. So we're going to get out of here. We'll get this out to you guys this Monday. And then, like I said, look forward to Matt's solo episode on Thursday covering the Atlantic Division. And uh, that is it. So we'll see you guys next time. And uh, just have a good one. Get ready to watch some basketball. It's coming up again. And uh, as more news breaks out, obviously, we'll make sure we cover it each episode just so you guys are up to date. And uh, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.